Welcome to Boise Song Talk. I'm James Coberly Smith. Give me just a second, set this guitar down if you would, please. Thank you. Songs. What we're going to be doing on Boise Song Talk is we're going to be speaking with a number of the great local songwriters about how they write their songs. Now, they're all great live performers, and I encourage you to go out and see their live shows. However, we won't be emphasizing performance on this show. Instead, we'll be focusing on how they write their songs. Now, I'm going to start this thing off with a short song of my own. And then we're going to go over and meet tonight's special guest. I love you when you're beautiful I love you when you're plain From here until my final moment There and back again Through miles of darkness When the storms roll in Claire, I think of you And hope shines in Some days are not perfect some aren't even close Through all the things I've ever felt I feel you the most Plans and expectations Shift and blow away Through all this great uncertainty There's one thing I can say I love you when you're beautiful I love you when you're plain when I lay my eyes on you, that's when my day begins. If I could pick out any life, mine's the one I choose. Cause mine's the one I get to spend with you. Some days are not perfect, some aren't even close. Through all the things I've ever felt, I feel you the most. Plans and expectations shift and blow away. Through all this great uncertainty, there's one thing I can say. I love you when you're beautiful. I love you when you're Now, let's go over and meet tonight's special guest, Gail Chapman. Hi, James. Very good to see you. Thank you for Thank coming. Thank you. You bet. Nice to be oh, here. Oh, man. <clears throat> okay. Gail Chapman. I tell you, um, for me, the thing that is so striking about you is your beautiful voice. You are also an excellent guitarist so when I hear you solo it's a complete complete uh, experience with just that for me thank you you um, you're a great producer too because I've heard some of the projects you've produced around town you have a, a fine producers ear, and you've been part of some very major situations in the music business that are rare and I'm going to come back to all that but I wondered um, 
Could you give us a sense of when you started playing music? What, how did it start for you? My mother says I was two when I started playing little ditties on the piano and I oh, had yeah. natural ability. <clears throat> so um, I took piano lessons as a child, did not practice much um, or enough according to my mother. And um, when I was nine I decided that the guitar was something that I wanted to play. At nine, huh? At nine. Mm -hmm. But that was only because my cousin moved in with one. When I was seven, one of the neighbor girls was walking up the street with a guitar, and I thought that was the stupidest thing a girl could ever learn to really? do. Really? But lo and behold, my cousin moved in <laughs> when I was nine, and she had a Mexican hand-built guitar. And um, <clears throat> she taught me how to play... Uh, the Joan Baez song, Dona, 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 about the little cow. And uh, she taught me how to play 500 Miles. Those were the oh, yeah. first two songs that I learned how to play. Uh -huh. And then the rest I kind of did on my own. I took lessons for a short time, but most of what I did was self-taught. Mm -hmm. um, and that's my story. Well, that's interesting. So you, you played piano first. I played piano first. Did other people in your house play? Was there music around a lot or? or? Well, my mother was a uh, symphonic cellist mm -hmm. and um, she played cello until her fingers were too stiff to play anymore and then uh -huh. she quit. And, um, and I still have her cello to this day. Uh -huh. My father was in the Navy and he had a little uh, ukulele that he would play and I'd pick it up and He'd play tiptoe through the tulips, and I would pick it up and copy him. But you didn't play uke, well, right? I, I did play the ukulele. Yeah, because yeah. I played uke before guitar. You know, it was easy. If, I, you know, you're a little kid, and you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably yeah. played it. I probably played the ukulele shortly before, but mostly after. Uh huh. Very interesting. All right, my friend. Well, shoot. Wanna. Give us a little song there. Feel like it? Sure. Um, this one is one. Um, this is one that's on my the CD that I put out in 2003, and um, <clears throat> it's called "Nights Without You." Uh, it's not typical that I play music like this, but sometimes when I write, it's what comes out, uh -huh. and I don't question it. But I was thinking about my dogs when I wrote this. Oh, but it's I see. mostly in the. Uh, it's mostly about people, but uh -huh. I was generally thinking about my dogs when I. <laughs> Very when interesting. I did it. So, um, and it, since you've heard the album, I'll just say uh -huh. that's why when you when you get yeah. to this song on the CD, I have that little candy wrapper, and I'm going, yes. "Anybody want a cookie?" Yes. And all the dogs bark. So. Yeah, it's great. Yeah.
I like that thing. I, I love that album, by the way. There's so <laughs> many great songs on it. That one, after hearing the album, I, I, I may have told you I was just walking through the grocery store or something, and I'm just singing that melody. <laughs> I didn't know all the words, but the melody is just beautiful. Now, a song like that, so it's a waltz. Would, would you usually write songs with an instrument or, or not? Many times I'm sitting down and, and either on the piano or the guitar and I come up with a groove of some sort. Okay. Groove is very important and basic to my songwriting. It's very hard to come up with a theme that fits the emotion of a groove mm -hmm. if you don't have the groove. Mm -hmm. So you have to come up with something that um, you're feeling mm -hmm. when, you, when you do it. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I can be walking down the hall and simply snapping my fingers and mm -hmm. thinking of something. And then I'll go put something to it. So Interesting. So then definitely for you, it's, it's the color of the music that you're doing that, that informs what the lyric might be? Yeah. Uh-huh. Color or, or... Or the rhythm, as you the said. The emotion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can, depending on how you start a groove... Right, um, right. A groove can be either slow, it can be waltz time, it can be fast, it can be right. hip-hop, it can be whatever it is. Right. But it's got a feel to it that inspires a particular attitude. Right. And usually that attitude is where some of the ideas for the lyrics come from. Yeah, yeah. I get Sometimes that. Yeah. what I've been viewing in the world around me will have something to do with um, the lyrical content okay. as well. When you, with this song, for example, again, Beautiful Waltz, if you start strumming the chords, for example, being that that's, uh, you know, your first flavor or the groove, as, as we'd say, would it usually a melody be generally happening with the groove or might that come after the groove? Um, sometimes that comes first. Melody. And I, ha and I have to fit something to it to accompany that melody. 
Okay. I think in this particular song, the melody probably came first uh -huh. with some of the, the lyrical content. And then I had to come up with something that fit it, so to speak. So you, and you just commented, you, sometimes you can be out walking around and then an idea is coming. Right. So my, my question, well, first musically, how do you capture it? How do you retain it? Sometimes I don't. Understood. Especially, especially when they wake me up in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> sometimes, yes. sometimes I'll get up and write it down. Sometimes I won't. Uh -huh. um, oftentimes, um, I went to the extent of buying one of those little Radio Shack mini recorders, uh -huh. so I could rather than carry around a pen and a paper because yeah. you can lose those. Right. You can lose the recorder too. Yes. Yes. They're a lot quicker, and you can clip them to your belt, and mm -hmm. you can just talk into them or sing mm -hmm. into them. Yeah. Because that way you can you can get the uh, the melody idea if you're out if if a melody's coming to you or a groove, whereas lyrics you could scribble them down if you already have the melody in mind. Mm -hmm. But well, suppose it's that way then. Okay, so now you've you've gotten your uh, idea and you have your recorder going and you've captured this seed for this song. Would the lyrics then to that? usually be built over time? Um, that can happen. Um, for instance, I, had a fr I have a friend who, uh, from Atlanta who I co-wrote a song with who sent me a music bed and he didn't know what to title it but he didn't tell me that. He simply called it H2O so I would recognize the uh -huh. file uh -huh. when it came. So here comes this terrific music bed and he says, I basically need a melody and lyrics. Mm -hmm. okay. And so I listened right. to it and I had, because what he had done with the instrumental parts yeah. were um, pretty subtle in some regards. I had to really listen to it and chart it out and, and just make notation for myself on where there were certain rhythmical changes. Because mm -hmm. it, was, it was pretty subtle. Mm -hmm. But it was really good. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the title and I thought, well, H2O, it's, I should come up with a water theme. Mm -hmm. So I pulled out my, um, my dictionary of synonyms. Okay. And I started to write down every word I could think of mm -hmm. for um, water, mm -hmm. everything that had to do with H2O. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's a great song. I mean, it, if I do say so myself. Well. <laughs> but um, what I came up with fit it, and I sent it back to it to him, and um, he said, what'd you call this? And I said, H2O. It was on the file when you sent it. Mm -hmm. So I figured you wanted a water theme. He says, actually, I didn't have anything in mind, but that's great. I really like it. Yeah, well, that's, really a, that's like the so influence of a working title sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Now, back to, I had mentioned um, that you had had s some extraordinary experience in the music business. Early on, you were a <coughs> member of Prince's band. Right. Right? You were at, at, right at liftoff of a major situation. And you, you toured with that band as well. Mm -hmm. First of all, how did you 
how did you end up in the band? Was someone aware of you as a musician? How, how do you end up in Prince's band? A combination of things, really. Right place, right time is only one small part of a mm -hmm. bigger picture, I think. Um, I had no idea who Prince was, but I met some of his friends who thought I should know him. Uh -huh. And they brought me his album, the For You with the big fro on the front. Uh -huh. And his first uh, album. His first one. Right. And um, I was living, I was sharing a house with somebody in North Minneapolis. And um, I remember cranking up the, um, my Harman Kardon amp and my stereo, I had big speakers, and cranking this thing up, listening to it, loving it, absolutely mm -hmm. loved it. Mm -hmm. And um, it was so loud that probably the neighbors could have heard it. Mm -hmm. But at one particular moment, um, it wouldn't have mattered how loud it was because it's like a voice streamed through my head and out one the other side. Okay, that sounds kind of nuts, but it really is true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the voice said, in order for him to tour, he's going to need a band. And I turned the music down and I went, what? okay <laughs> and so um that was when i asked the person who gave me the the album uh -huh. does this kid have a band uh -huh. and is he doing auditions and it just so happened that this person the next thing made my jaw drop the next thing he said he says well this is my cousin and uh -huh. um yeah they're doing they're doing auditions now but I didn't think I didn't think you were uh, available, so I didn't tell you about it. I wanted to kill him, but um, I he he got me in, and um, I went I went to Prince's home on France Avenue Avenue in Edina, Minnesota, and um, auditioned. Playing keyboard. Well, playing keyboard. Okay. <laughs> and um, I was down in the basement. And I went down there in Prince and. Um, Andre and uh, uh, Bobby Rivkin mm -hmm. were down the basement and um, they started a jam. They started a groove. Uh -huh. And I thought, I hate jams. <laughs> I just hate them. But so I hung in there as best I could because uh -huh. I had no idea where they were going uh -huh. with it. You know, and once you get in a particular groove, it's usually a one, four, five, and then it's uh -huh. done, you know. Uh -huh. And so I thought, well, I didn't feel like I did very well, so I thought I'll turn the tables and I'll, I'll start a groove because okay. I've been working on one. And so it, I had an opportunity to show off what I could do. And uh, they seemed to be able to catch up eventually, uh -huh. but... Um, I didn't hear from him for three months. Oh, wow, interesting. And then one day he called and he said, what are you doing? This is Prince. And I said, I'm taking a nap. Why? <laughs> he says, can you make it to rehearsal? And I said, yes. So I got there under an hour and um, that was it. Stayed for two years. Fantastic. And you toured then with the um, supporting the second album that was titled Prince. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, and you guys went 
you went out to the Roxy in LA, you went to the bottom line in New York, is this mm -hmm. all correct? Mm -hmm. Well, that's some amazing experience. I mean... I met Gene Simmons. Is that right? Oh, a kiss. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll be dang. Uh, huh. Well, that's just... Uh, see, it's amazing stuff. The band, you guys were called the Rebels before he made you the band? <laughs> ah, it doesn't matter. Um, that doesn't matter. Yeah. But whatever. That is a really amazing. Uh, did, and um, Anyway, why don't you give us another song over there if you feel like it. This is Gail uh, Chapman, by the way. Okay. I think what I'll do is play that song that I wrote with Morris Pleasure. And just so you know, Morris Pleasure um, was the music director for Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Earth, Wind and Fire, um, um, a lot of other people. And mm -hmm. I just got lucky working with this guy for as brief a time as I did. So it's been a while since I played this song, but it's the one I was talking about. Cool. Um, H2O, and it goes oh, like this. Oh, very good.
Very nice. Very neat hearing you describe that you'd gone, you know, through the, the book to get ideas for water images. Very cool. Yeah. Got a question for you. Sure. Because we're winding toward the end already. Um, advice. If you had to give a piece of advice to uh, beginning songwriters or any, even a veteran songwriter, what would you say? Oh, budding songwriters. Uh, simplicity, I think, is key. Um, I'm actually looking at a page I didn't mean to bring with me of a student, and um, it's just a great reminder of there's too simple and there's way too much information. Many times when you write, it's important to be able to um, get your ideas out there and then get as many descriptive words as you can mm -hmm. in there and then rewrite it. Mm -hmm. And then rewrite and then it. And rewrite it. There you go. See, that's interesting. Because you have to paint a picture, you know. And you sometimes your first draft is not the best, you're saying? Right. Very Paint a picture in your mind, you know, the simple kind. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Excellent. Well, my friend, we've only got a couple minutes, a minute and something. Why don't you play us something else? Take us out with some more of that beautiful Gail Chapman. Okay, thank you. And if you get a chance to see her around town, by all means, look around. She plays and you will enjoy it. How do you show you love someone when what you've done already don't count? How do you say, hey baby, I want you if they turn their back and walk out? Every tear you cry seems worthless Every leap of faith lacks hope And they'll never answer that old question Why in your heart just wants to drop out You tell them anyway Then you walk away Then you stop and pray 